Welcome to Champions Advantage. It is another week. It is the last week of July. As a matter of fact, this this is coming out on July 31st. We are already into August. Can you believe it, Mike? No, I really can't. Summer went by too fast considering it didn't start here in Pennsylvania until like the middle of June. Are you kidding me? We didn't have the biggest party this summer yet. SummerSlam, which is coming up in a few weeks, which I will be in attendance, I believe at least. I still... I st another story for another time, but uh, yeah, I'll be there. And uh, so what's been going on with you this past week? Nothing. The weather finally turned around. It was very nice today. Yeah. Trying to get all the warm, all the weather out here. Uh, I got out on the golf course today. And first time in a week I was itching. Because I've just been, you know, watching wrestling and reading fantasy football magazines because it was raining. I like the rain. I'm a big rain guy. I know you do. You are the rainmaker. I wish I was the rainmaker. But um, anyway, start this week's show on a bit of a sad note. Uh... As of Sunday, July 29th, there were three uh, wrestler, wrestlers that passed away in the same day. Uh, first was Brickhouse Brown, who passed away at the age of 57 after a battle with, I believe it was pancreatic cancer, I want to say. Prostate. Prostate, excuse me. He went My, to the doctor, he wasn't feeling well, and uh, he had uh, stage four prostate cancer. My apologies, it was a prostate cancer that unfortunately took Brickhouse Brown away from us. Uh, Brickhouse Brown competed in the... AWA, the NWA, and the USWA. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I've never seen a Brickhouse Brown match in my life. I, I neither have. I neither. I have neither. I apologize. But he was attached to some really good names. He wrestled under Joe Blanchard. He was trained by Eddie Gilbert and uh, Terry Funk. And they, uh, he worked the Indies for a long time. He was he was working the Indies for 20 years after he uh, after until he got his diagnosis. Yeah. He worked a lot of enhancement, a lot of enhancement gimmicks in the WWE. He uh, faced Henry Godwin and uh, Triple H when he was still Hunter Helmsley. Wow, really? Yes, that's that's surprising. Like I said, I haven't, I don't know a lot about Brickhouse Brown, but I respect every man and woman that uh, steps foot through those ropes for entertainment. So, condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Brickhouse Brown. Great sentence here if you want to listen to this. Absolutely. Hit him, hit me he with dropped it. the belt, or, to, or he quickly rebounded and won his third and final World Tag Team Championship at Resi B. Fine, defeating Bart Sawyer and Flex Kavana. Huh. Flex Kavana would, of course, be later known as The Rock. Oh, excuse He's me. like you were going to sneeze there. Yeah. I, I was setting you up, but uh, yeah. Yeah, Tony had a little cough issue here. No, I was about to sneeze, but it's, I didn't want to sneeze. I didn't want to sneeze in microphone, so, so this guy swallowed uh, it. This guy defeated The Rock. You gotta win over the great one, and and the road dog. <laughs> so uh, thoughts and prayers go out to family and friends of Brickhouse Brown. Nikolai Volkov also passed away at the age of seventy. He had been hospitalized and released uh, in the past couple days for treatment for dehydration and other issues. But of course, uh, Nikolai Volkov, best known for teaming with the Iron Sheik and being like the hottest heel tag team in the early eighties. And the Iron Sheik actually sent out a really sad tweet. If you follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter, you know he's mostly he's, he's one of the man. best. He's one of the best accounts to follow on Twitter, and he's mostly comedy. But he tweeted, "My best friend, my partner, my brother. We get more heat than anyone on earth. I trust him in my life. He take care of me when I was down. I miss you forever." So that's that's really sad from the Sheik, and uh, just a lot of tweets out there about the passing of Nikolai Volkov. So, what are your thoughts on Mr. Volkov and his career and his life? I actually asked my father about this because he was, my dad was a child of the 70s and uh, was 
around our age in the early 80s. Right, uh, right. So he loves the Iron Sheik. He said they used to come to the Scranton CYC yep, and yep. go nuts. He loved Nikolai Volkov. So Nikolai Volkov was an intimidating man. Yeah, he was He was thick. The bear, he was. He was, thick. He, he, was he was incredible. You don't find foreign heels. There was not a very good foreign heel for like 20-some years, if I'm correct, right? Uh, Volkov was fantastic, and then... It went like straight... F- oh, after Volkov? Yes. Oh, yeah, after the... Volkov was like... They don't really do a lot of... Not, f- that, not that the foreign heel gimmick should be used anymore. Yeah, I was about but, to say, uh, it's kind of... I used air quotes there. I don't know why I used time. air quotes. You can't see me, but... Uh, he was great what, you, John for what Cena? he did. I did. Oh, oh man. Uh, but he was awesome. He was... You can't really say much about him. I mean, the work rate was obviously different. He was a big guy. He... I believe his finisher. What was his finisher? The claw, right? I think it was like a bear hug. Was it, it the bear hug? Yeah, the claw was Baron von Raschke. You're right. He was a, You're right. He was a Nazi gimmick. <laughs> of course. Yikes. Volkov, of course, Volkov was a uh, Soviet-Russian sympathizer. I guess he wouldn't be a sympathizer because no, he's, he's just, from he's from Soviet Russia. He was so just I guess from there. He didn't sympathize from, with them. He was one of them. But uh, there was a great segment in 2014 where Nikolai Volkov sang the... Soviet national anthem while standing next to Rusev, so I'd recommend you go out there and watch that. Was he in the WrestleMania 31 entrance? He wasn't in the WrestleMania 31 no. entrance. I believe this might have been an old school Raw, maybe, or like one of the Raw anniversary shows or something. But for the some, one they do a year. For some reason, Volkov was there, and he sang Soviet national anthem with Rusev when Rusev was still a Russian instead of being from Bulgaria, like he actually is. Well, no, he was from Bulgaria. He pledged allegiance to Russia. Oh, excuse me. Um. But yep, thoughts and prayers go out to the fans, fram- family, and friends of Nikolai Volkov. And now the one we are probably most familiar with. Yep, uh, Brian Christopher Lawler passed away. It was reported that he tried hanging himself in jail. And the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation sent out a statement that reads as followed, and I quote, Corrections officers administered CPR in- until paramedics arrived. Lawler was transported to the Regional One Medical Center in Memphis where he died Sunday afternoon. So it's a really sad story. He was 46 years old. And he'd been, he'd been struggling with substance abuse issues for it seems like years, years. now, on and off. And, and he cleaned himself up for a while, but you know it's a horrible, horrible disease addiction. So and he was in jail due to a DUI yeah, charge. Just last week he got yeah. a DUI, didn't he? Because I believe we spoke about it. I'm not sure if on we were on microphone or not, but yeah, I think it was off air. We talked, we, we about, talked it. about it, but um, yeah, that one hit me hard because. Too Cool was, like, one of my favorite tag teams of the Attitude Era, like, right when I first started watching wrestling. It was one of my first acts. Uh, Grandmaster Sexton get... and Scotty Too Hotty, just <laughs> unbelievable, man. If we ever get a following on YouTube, I will whip out one of my parents' photo albums where I have a yellow bucket on my head pretending to be Scotty Too Hotty. I can see you doing a mean worm. I tried, and it's, it's more of a fish. <laughs> Shout out to fish. But, um, anyway, yeah, just a really sad story, so... Jerry, our thoughts are with you. I know you and your son didn't have the best of relationships all the time, but it's got to be hard. Yeah, I can't. You never... I'm not a parent, but I know from life experiences that no parent ever wants to bury their child, and it has to be incredibly hard, whether he was 6 or 46. It's just a really sad scenario, but um, on a happier note about Brian Christopher, do you remember before they were too cool and they were too much, and it was... Uh, Brian too much Brian Christopher and, and too hot Scotty too hotty right or, Scott Taylor there's too hot Scotty Hale too Scott. hot Scott Taylor you're right and they're just like Lawler Lawler uh, Lawler and Christopher had like the same like hyena like laugh and oh <laughs> my god it was just it was great uh, Lawler talking him through the Royal Rumble yes in 2000 was also yes. fantastic yes uh, but yeah man it's a incredibly sad story um, 
Wrestling takes another victim. Yes. So thoughts and prayers are with Jerry Lawler and the rest of the Lawler family, friends, and any fans out there. Brian Christopher, it's just gone too soon is an understatement. He was an excellent hand. Yeah, uh, that he was. So let's let's stop being sad. Well, that's that's not probably the, not the best Segway. phrasing phrasing of words there, but but let's move on from the sadness to more happy. Things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a better way to phrase it but uh smackdown live man it's been it's been on fire this week so we just thought it'd be a newsworthy topic to talk about uh man that randy orton promo last week was phenomenal i'm gonna go on and say something very brash yeah i think it might have been the best promo since the pipe bomb Ooh, that is that is a bold statement but most refreshing promo since the pipe bomb yeah randy orton gets a lot of flack for being boring i which, have not been interested in randy orton in years if and that has me interested which i get i get that like randy orton's randy orton's in-ring style besides the RKO isn't the most entertaining and like he used that against the crowd he's like oh you don't cheer me because I don't jump off turnbuckles or jump off cells so like he was burying everybody he's stealing hand gestures it yeah was, he was very good he looked like he was interested a lot not of just he, interested he looked like he was like putting all he had into that promo so a lot of people think that that, that whole thing was directed at Finn Balor which I don't get because when he said, I don't paint my face, he wasn't talking about Finn Balor. He was clearly talking about Jeff Hardy. Finn Balor also paints his face. Yeah, that's, and then, but the too sweet hand gesture, yeah. I, I thought that was about AJ. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, first of all, Finn Balor isn't on SmackDown, so Orton's, like, taking shots at him would make no sense. So I, I could see how, like, people could put those pieces together. But I figured he was talking about, like, different guys, and the whole thing wasn't on the same the same person but uh yeah he went at the crowd he said oh when he said that the crowd was he said the, the real legend real killer legend killers. i felt that yeah but i was i was working and you sent me like you got to see this promo you got to see this promo and i ended up seeing it and i was like holy shit randy orton's awesome again also on smackdown we had andrade cn almas taking on rusev and almas put on another great performance following up with his performance last week against aj and then reports came out that Almas could be in line for a major push and that Vince was very impressed with the match with AJ and he had another good showing against Rusev. So what would, what is your thoughts on a potential Almas push and where would you put him? Would you put him like US title picture or would you put him right to the world title picture? Give me give me your vision for Andrade and Zelina. I would say just continuously going up from now on. US title loses it immediately into the world title. See, I think I think he should jump right into the world title picture. It depends who it depends who the champion is. See, I don't think AJ is dropping the belt until for a while. I think he's going to hold it for a year. I think he might break Punk's record. I'm not even joking. I mean, it was already broken by Lesnar. Well, then but, we'll know. Well, then we'll know what they want to do. But uh, but AJ's if AJ holds the title, he's going to need heel challengers, and I think Nakamura is going to have a decent reign with this US title, especially with his contract coming up, as we'll get to in a little bit. I think Nakamura might hold it till Mania. That's well if he resigns, which, yeah. we'll, which we'll talk. Which we'll, de- I don't know if we'll debate. We might both agree, but we'll talk about it in a little. But uh, speaking of AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, what were your thoughts on the segment where uh, Joe was revealed as the challenger? I'm so excited for that match. Yeah, I'm so excited. Two former Styles and ROH champion. I want to say yes because Joe not, was right. I'm, Joe was. Joe was definitely. Joe had a great title reign. AJ, I don't know actually, man. He he might have been, but. I don't want to say yes without knowing for sure. I know you're going to the Google machine to find out. But, uh, yeah, like you said, two former TNA champions are going to be in a headline match. Might not be the main event because Roman must pose. But they're going to be in a big match at SummerSlam. So 
That's kind of crazy to think about. Even more than ROH, TNA. Yeah. Two former TNA champions. Yeah, two, TNA, two former TNA world champions. They were, going at it. They were basically the, the two guys in TNA for a while there, man. Uh, it's for a reason. Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle were the only reasons I watched TNA for a while. Yeah. They had an awesome feud. They did in 2006 when Angle first came in. But, um... And then Becky Lynch defeated Carmella to become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch has been on a little bit of a roll lately, and uh, I think it's time for another. She rain. got she got she's been getting insane fan reactions. We were at the show, I guess it'd be two weeks ago now, and she got a big pop. So, you think you think uh, Mella is money is about to come to an end, and it's going to be straight fire. Gotta hate WWE and their cringy catchphrases. I can see Ellsworth popping back up at that time. So you think we haven't? That's on another side note. Ellsworth was quote unquote fired by Paige. So you think we really haven't seen the last of Ellsworth? I haven't, just because I know he's got dates to fill. Yeah, there's yeah. an indie right here at uh, PNC Park that he is wrestling the uh, Tennille Dashwood, <laughs> formerly known as Emma, on. Of course but, he is. Uh, Why wouldn't he be? Well, did you see? We'll get to that actually when we talk about later. But uh, I, th- I don't think we've seen the end of him. But if we have, I don't think we have either. Mel is not winning clean again. No, I think it's that's time. Fine. For, she I should think, win clean. I think it's time for another Becky Lynch reign. Yeah, and just Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Oscar. Nothing's wrong about that. I mean, the iconics get involved now. They absolutely killed Oscar for now. Like, yeah, uh, we're gonna. They, like, she's wrestling Billy Kay on television. She's kind of floundering. I'm worried about her. Yeah, uh, they tried keeping her strong in her losses to Emma, but. Emma, Jesus, I don't know what I'm thinking about Emma. They tried to keep her strong, I guess because Mella and Emma kind of sound similar, I don't know. They tried to keep her strong in her losses to Carmella, but she still looked like a goof at Extreme Rules. And yeah, she looked like an idiot. So, they got they kind of got to build her back up before she get in contention or anything uh, for the championship. So, I wouldn't be opposed to another Becky Lynch title reign. And I really don't hate the Carmella title reign as much as everyone else seems no, to. No, I don't either. But uh, one cool thing about... The Ellsworth segment people might have missed. Yeah, is he has a legitimate ploy for a shot at that title? Yeah, he beat AJ. He beat AJ Styles three times. Yeah, now they're all bullshit wins, but hey, wins a win. Record books don't show uh, dirty play. But speaking of females, uh, we talked last week about what Stephanie McMahon's announcement were would be were Jesus. We were uh, half right. Would be. We were half right. Uh, we thought it would be. We thought it would be the pay-per-view and the tag titles. No mention of the tag titles. It could still happen, but no mention of them as of yet. And it was announced that Evolution would take place at the Nassau uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum on October 28th in Long Island, New York. Well, technically Uniondale, if you want to be specific. It's Long Island, right? It's on Long Island. I don't know my New York geography. but uh, No, I don't either. There's a good chance we'll probably be there. Yeah, I texted you. I'm like, would you, would you want to go? I'm NASA Coliseum, just for the history it has of wrestling. Yeah, is like more of a we're big arena guys. Yeah, we're we're, we're kind of on a crusade to go see every arena in the country at some point. At least at least like major NBA slash NFL event, NHL venues, and NFL venues. But we won't get a lot of wrestling there unless it's WrestleMania. But so yeah, as long as I get to see my Rams play at four o'clock, I'm down to go, which shouldn't be that big of an issue. Eagles are on at nine thirty in the morning. It's Who London week. Who cares? It could be a Super Bowl preview. Who cares about the Eagles? Eagles, Jaguars will be a Super Bowl preview. Oh, Jesus. I don't know about all that, but... uh, Question for you. Yeah. Is AJ Lee at Evolution? No. No? Nope. Not a chance. Not a chance? Like zero? Well, I'd never say zero. I'd say about 0.000001. 
But okay. that's just my, I mean. I think there's more of a chance than we think. Crazier things have happened. I, that's going to be an interesting show. Uh, did you see Triple H? You said he's interested in doing some more intergender wrestling. I did see that. Because the indies are taking over. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't mind intergender wrestling, but like. It's not like I'm clamoring to see more of it, you know? Yeah, it's not exactly I want to see Becky Lynch versus Roman Reigns. Like, the, Ells, the Ellsworth stuff is funny just because the Ellsworth character is perfect for that. Gotta give him credit. He does a lot of creative stuff. Absolutely. And, like, his character is good for intergender stuff because no disrespect to Ellsworth, but, like, I think I might be more muscular than James Ellsworth, and that's fine. Like, he, he yeah, is... I met the guy. He's a real tiny man. Yeah. But he's he's got a lot of charisma. I give him he's that. Got he's got a lot of charisma. Promo. He's got a lot of charisma. He could cut a promo. He found his niche, and that's great. He's making... I would love to be in James Ellsworth's position. I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just saying, like... Oh, my God. His value, even for the indies, is so much. Yeah, that's... And he did it without being a lick of good. Like, it's... it's that's why him doing intergender wrestling is, like... It's, it's feasible. He's basically Andy Kaufman. Like... Yeah. He's basically Andy Kaufman. So, like... I don't mind the James Ellsworth intergender stuff. Like you said, I'm not... I, I don't need to see I don't need to see the Carmella versus AJ Styles grudge match like I don't I'm not saying it wouldn't well it probably wouldn't be good but I'm I'm sure there are some I know there are some women on the roster that can hang with the men yeah but if they get the chance cool if they don't like I'm not heartbroken over it you know I'm I mean Charlotte Charlotte go toe to toe with Charlotte Charlotte could go toe to toe with any absolutely Charlotte go toe to toe with her father in his prime yeah she's like genetically superior is it, it is a cringeworthy marketing ploy but it's also true like oh she's God. got it she's got it in her dna she is the daughter of maybe unanimously the greatest pro wrestler of all time yeah i wouldn't get any argument from me i uh, mean i i think i think Shawn michaels has I was, a run at it. Say, I was just about to say my personal choice would be Shawn michaels but if you said rick flair i wouldn't burn you at the stake i'd no. let you go yeah absolutely but uh any any early any way too early predictions for evolution what do you think the main event's gonna be because i i think it might be horsewomen versus horsewomen I, would be, I didn't think about it. I think that'd be a great time to do it. Because the the other two horsewomen uh, start, are signed to NXT. Marina, Ryder Shang's wife, just made her debut at a live event on Thursday. Yeah, so who would it be? It's, it's Marina. Jasmine Duke. Jasmine Duke. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler and Ronda. And Ronda versus Bailey, Sasha, uh, Becky, and Charlotte. And it seems like they're keeping Sasha. Or do they debut that storyline there and have Ronda in a title match? Save Ronda's title win for there. See, I was thinking they do that, but I think Ronda. I think I. But if you think of it as a marketing ploy, uh, what's going to sell more? And I think both have a chance at selling more. Ronda headlining the first women's pay per view as a champion, or Ronda has an opportunity at the first women's pay per view as a champion. I mean, Ronda's going to headline it no matter what. And she should. Ronda's fantastic. Yeah. No. That's once again. That's not a knock on Ronda Rousey. She's a. No, she's a fucking natural. She is. She's, she's a fucking. She's natural. doing what she meant to do, but she's was born to do but see like i said last week they should save ronda's uh title win for that show so i'm just kind of i'm gonna contradict myself i i think she has to win it at SummerSlam now i mean i just i, I don't know I, then again I, I also like to say i don't know if she can lose again i it's like they could do another fuck, we have a lot of built to SummerSlam. they could though. do another fuck finish but like are we getting any like are we getting lita trish are we getting yeah i think i think they're both already announced no already. i mean the match oh the match are they gonna do some just jerk off battle royal I think I think it might be a good chance to do some dream matches. Like I know, yeah, I know, I know like I know Bailey said her dream match is Lita. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Could Lita work though? She almost killed herself at the Royal Rumble. She did almost kill herself in that moonsault at the Royal Rumble. But uh, I mean, she could work without the moonsault. But I don't know. Maybe like maybe like Trish and Lita versus like a, the Iconics or Sasha and Bailey. Or, like a new think we're getting Beth and Nia. That would be interesting. Uh, 
I don't know, man. It's October is a long time away. Like I said, I just hope they make it special in the fact that they build up to something special and not just be like, oh, it's the first ever and, women's pay-per-view. Yeah, that's lazy. And everyone bitching about, oh, where's the all-men's pay-per-view? First of all, fuck off. I was going to say, fuck yourself. I think someone looked it up. Yeah, there was There's a, been like, like 113 all-men's pay-per-views. It was on Reddit. There's like a list of every pay-per-view that doesn't have a women's match on it. So if you want to see an all-men's pay-per-view, just go watch one of them. If you really want to complain about that, though, like... Just get a watch, life, man. Just, just don't watch the show. No one's making you watch the show. Just, no, and, and it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a good show. It'll probably be a very good show. And that's evolution. We'll have more on it as the date gets closer, but this is just kind of our, our early... Triple H in that ring made me cry. Yeah. Well, he, Triple, he H looked, just, Triple H is crying himself. He looked very, very proud of those girls. Well... Nikki Cross was there, by the way, which was... Yeah, it was... So I saw Did she just make her debut? I don't know. I saw something on Twitter which really cracked. Well, she's been working the SmackDown house shows. Yes, she has. But the SmackDown girls were there, though. Yeah, that's and she probably she was probably like with the SmackDown. Or she girls. was representing NXT, one of the two. She's probably with the SmackDown girls, and they're just like, well, you're already with the SmackDown girls, just might as well come out here. You know what I mean? But what was I gonna say? I saw something on Twitter. It was like a picture of like Nikki Cross doing like that psychotic smile, and it's like when you sneak on stage and you're not supposed to be on stage, and that that, that made me crack up. I forget who tweeted that, but. Anyway, we'll have more on evolution as the time gets closer. If we, we do plan on being there, if Triple H is in charge of the show, which I have a feeling he might be, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Because it's probably gonna, Triple H or Michael Hayes. Because it's going to be the finals of the Mae Young Classic, the Raw Women's Title, great touch by the SmackDown way. Women's Title, and the NXT Title, and probably the NXT UK Title if it has a champion by then. Oh, there's, there's going to be a women's NXT US champion. Yeah, excuse me. There's going to be a women's NXT UK yes. champion. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry, like, that was harder to say than I thought. Like, Tony Storm has already signed NXT UK. Yeah. But she's also in the Mayon Classic, so who knows? Yeah. She could probably win that. She'll probably win that. Yeah, that or, uh... Oh, man, the Japanese chick they just signed. I feel like... Bull Nakano. <laughs> it's not Bull Nakano. It's like Lo Shirari. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that. Oh, Io, Io Shirari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... I've seen some of her stuff. She's unreal, so I think she's probably going to win it. Although, Kyrie won it last year, and I don't know if they'd have, like... I don't know. I I feel like it's Triple H, so it could happen. If it was Vince, Vince definitely wouldn't have two Japanese women winning in a row. But with Triple H, it's possible. In win World Two, the World War Two, they're not winning here. Well, I mean, te- technically, both Japanese two Japanese people won the Royal Rumble the same year, but neither of them got the strap. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> I'll show them. So moving on to more rumor. There's a rumor that the Great One himself. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is interested in working a we match. We don't refer to him as Dwayne on this podcast. My apologies. The Rock is interested in working a match at WrestleMania 35. If these rumors are correct, who would you like to see him have a match with? I know we're both going to say the same person. We'll say a couple people just to uh, differentiate. I would like to see a Rock concert with Elias. Yep, that was mine. That yep. would be think would be fantastic. That's obvious though, right? Yeah. What if he worked like Strowman? That would be interesting. If Strowman wasn't in the title picture? That would be interesting for what sure. What if it worked like Strowman or Samoa Joe? Ooh, Samoa Joe and The Rock. Like, I can see it now. Like, uh, Samoa Joe being pissed that he was always the other Samoan the whole time. And he was like, he wasn't part of the Anawaii family. And like, oh, I could, I could, see, I could see them doing that. But uh, I'd really like to see The Rock and Elias have some sort of interaction. That's a hell of a rub. Yeah. A and hell of a rub for Elias. And Elias... Elias and The Rock, like, not even the match itself, but, like, the in-ring, like, build-up. The Rock concert would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they, those two, 
Those, Elias is awesome. Speaking of Elias, congratulations on your uh, EP that dropped last week. It's I've listened to it like five times. It's highly entertaining. I recommend everyone <laughs> out there check it out. Uh, the first song is called The Ballad of Every Town I've Ever Been In. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it literally shits on every major city in the United States, and it's <laughs> awesome. It's fantastic. I think you said, like, from Phoenix to Seattle is where my darkest thoughts dwell or something like that, and that line popped the hell out of me. He's really funny live. Uh, I saw him at a house show in Allentown. And he played out on Tommy Billy Joel. Yeah. And he just shit on the entire state of Pennsylvania. That's awesome. I, I, I wish I was at one of the shows on the UK tour. He sang Wonderwall with Bo Dallas and the Good Brothers, and it, it was awesome. I he saw sang him. Hotline Bling in Canada? He did, he did. Yeah, wait, there was just another video of him singing something. Oh, what was it? Oh, my God, he was singing with uh, Titus O'Neil, maybe? Did you see that uh, WWE Network put a special on? It's like Elias on Bourbon Street. The performance he did on Bourbon Street Mania Week and they put it on the network. I didn't watch it yet. Well, if you were if you were drunk and passed out, you would have seen it. What was that? That was was that Friday? It was Friday night. We were on Bourbon Street. Shout out to Rod, Leek, and Mir. They're all. And we'll, we'll all do it again in New York slash New Jersey slash Brooklyn, which is still technically New York. It's but, a big uh, city. Anyways, any chance you think we get Roxena three? Because it's one one. There has to be a rubber match somewhere. I think it's very possible. I was going to say it's possible. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. What the, what's, seen a, what's seen a status with a company? I mean, he'll be at WrestleMania. He'll be at Mania. But, but I feel like if they're going to do that... They have to build it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They can't just like... Unless like The Rock is... Well, you th- we thought they had to build John Cena and Undertaker. It turns out they didn't build it. And it was just a 10, 10 second... Well, they ironically, squash they ironically built it. They built it by saying it wasn't going to happen the whole time, even though everyone knew it was going to happen. That's how they built it. Yeah, zero people. A total, grand total of zero people were surprised by that. Yeah, like, I did think it was a good plot twist when Elias came out at first. This whole conversation is, revol- is revolving back to Elias. Um, but who else could he work? He can't work Taker, can he? I mean, I, he can't, I mean I'm sure Taker will work the date. Everyone, I'm sh- what depends on how long he wants to Could he wrestle Reigns? Everyone's saying Taker's going to wrestle Cena at SummerSlam. Well, so. I know. I mean, Rock. Could Rock wrestle Reigns? I mean, Rock could wrestle whoever. I mean, it's The Rock. You could put him in there with a broomstick and it would still get over. That's true. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure as these rumors evolve, we'll have more to say about upon the subject. And much more fantasy booking. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that at the end of the show. We got a fun one next week. But, uh, so in January of 2019, a bunch of important contracts are, are expiring. AJ Styles, Carl Anderson... Luke Gallows, Shinsuke Nakamura, they all signed three-year deals at 20, in 2016 at the same time, and all their deals expire in 2019. So let's break this down guy by guy. AJ, lock to stay. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's being treated well. He's older. Now he's staying. Carl Anderson, family's in Cincinnati. He's probably going to stay. He's Although, having his fifth kid. All, that is true. Hot, shout out to the hot Asian wife. But... If any of those guys, if any of the Americans were to go, Carl would be the one, in my opinion. I think it'd be Carl. Because he's had so much success in Japan. He was in the final of the G1. He's done. He's won tag titles like four different guys over there. He's had so much success in Japan. And I'm not saying he's unhappy in WWE because I haven't heard any reports of that or anything. No, they seem to be. They're making a lot of money. Yeah, they're making good money, and they're they're with their families every week. And Gallows has a school. Yeah, and yeah. a tattoo parlor. Like, he's got business <laughs> And a here. printing business. A printing Gall- business? Yeah, it's like a Good Brothers, Inc. And it, it's like, a, yeah, he does like... What the fuck? Who owns a printing business anymore? Gallows. She, of course he does. Yeah, who would... Jesus Christ. It's Gallows. Of course he owns a printing business. And Nakamura, also 41 years old? I think Nakamura's 38. Oh, I think he's at least 40. Hold I on. think Nakamura's 38. 
Shinsuke Nakamura. But yeah, Nakamura is the guy that New Japan has heavy interest in. They want him back. And, uh... Oh, he's not as old as I thought. What is he, 38? One second. Tell me he's 38. He's 38. Yeah, you fucker, he's 38. Oh, okay, fuck, man. Jesus. But, uh... Yeah, the rumors are that the the one guy New Japan's going after is Nakamura, so what do you think? I'm not going to steal the take because it's yours. Thank you. I was expecting to get that stolen. <clears throat> but he's like, he just moved his wife and daughter. And he did steal it. He said, I'm not going to steal it. And then well, he no, stole I'm giving, it. I'm giving you credit for it. If I stole it, I wouldn't give you credit oh, for you it. Oh, you motherfucker. Okay. I, okay. I, I cited you. No, I'm going to steal it from now on. I'm going to react like that. But is he really going to move all the way back? He could. He could easily do it. But I think the WWE's going to offer him big money. Yeah, they're going to offer him big money. They know he's over with the crowd. With that being said, if I'm him, I think I said a couple. I think I said on one of the first episodes of the podcast, if I was him, I'd go back. Yeah. Because, I mean, he got now. Now him as the U.S. champion is awesome. I love the promo. Was it this week? It was the SmackDown. We were. Was it the SmackDown we were at when he was looking at the title as Sanity's theme played? Yes. That was that the SmackDown we were at. Yes. That was awesome, and I love his. Because they had it up on the. They had it up the Titan drum. And I love his promos ending in "God Bless America." <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. And. I hope he... I don't know, man. If he went back, I wouldn't mind because he'd probably be a, a rock star there. And if he stays, I wouldn't mind because I watch WWE more than I watch New Japan just because of its... Convenience. Yeah, convenience. Uh, But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Speaking of New Japan and WWE, there are strong rumors that WWE is interested in Juice Robinson, the current IWGP really? United States champion. And the thing about Juice Robinson is he's a freelancer. Allegedly, he doesn't even have a contract with New Japan right now. I don't know if that's true. I read that somewhere. And you know what they say? You can't believe anything that you read on the internet. So, hypothetically speaking, if Juice Robinson is a free agent and is just working date-to-date for New Japan, and WWE calls and you're Juice, what are you thinking? Because you just cut that promo a few weeks ago saying, I'm never going back. Do you, do you consider it? I don't care who you are at this moment. But if WWE calls, you're at least listening. Yeah, I don't... You know, like, it's... People can talk shit on WWE all you want, but... They're the biggest. They're the biggest and the best, and that's what they do. I I think he's at least listening. I think there's a place for him now. I think when he got cut, the company is not exactly where it is right now. Well, he also has to be cut. They they don't want to get rid of him. He asked for his release, and they gave it to him, because they weren't doing anything with him. Well, if he owns Juice Robinson, just let him be Juice Robinson. Well, his his shoot name's Joe Robinson. Yeah. And from what I heard, from what I heard, I don't know if you ever heard the story when the Young Bucks were on Jericho's podcast. New Japan isn't the best at copywriting things. No, the not. Young Bucks almost own the Bullet Club, but then New Japan like copyrighted the last second and beat them. Mm. So the Young Bucks are like close to almost owning the Bullet Club name. That'll be big in like six months if they if they owned it. Yeah, but uh, New Japan kind of got on that one before it was too late. So I don't know if they, because I guess like. In Japan, it's like... Oh, yeah. Wasn't it relatively cheap, too, to trademark it? Yeah. Because, like, Japan is, like, an, a society that's based on honor. So, yeah. like, no one's going to steal your idea in Japan. You know what I mean? But, like, in America, if you have an idea and it's not protected by copyright, 11 people are going to try to steal that I've legit, I took a class in college on copyright law. I still don't understand any of it. Yeah, like... The difference, the difference between parody and satire will fucking blow your mind. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> it's so small. But, uh... So at the end of the day, Juice Robinson staying in New Japan, right? Yeah. I think so, too. Especially after that promo we cut. Yeah. Unless they offer him something big. Which they might. 
I mean, I don't know if you keep hearing these rumors, but I keep hearing rumors that there's going to be a, this raid on New Japan, and WWE is going to raid all this all-in talent. And they already got Deanna Peruzzo. They got her off all-in and signed her. She'll be in the Mae Young Classic, and she's on NXT. They have Ray. They don't know what the, But Ray's probably still... Well, I don't think Ray, Ray didn't sign the contract yet. I don't think Ray signed it until after all-in. Oh, well, makes sense then. If he... If he signs it at all, because he's working, he's working the G one final. Yeah, and he owns AAA now, doesn't he? I don't think he owns it. I think he like. I think he literally bought the promotion. It's another guy. I thought I thought it was him and Conan. And it was like the crash or something. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was AAA. Whatever. AAA is AAA is way AAA is way too big for him. Ugh. Way to yawn on Mike, you unprofessional son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I had a fucking sneeze and I went off Mike and yawns come out of nowhere. Like an RKO. Oh, yeah, they do. All right, let's move on. For yeah, let's sakes. move on. So NXT. NXT last Wednesday featured an NXT title change where Tommaso Ciampa defeated Aleister Black in a hell of a match. It was great. And that might have been the best reaction to a heel winning the championship we've seen in quite a while. And I mean like a real heel. Like Roman Reigns isn't a heel. No. He's a babyface who just gets booed. Tommaso Ciampa is a heel. There are people that legitimately do not like this guy. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on the match? Oh, the, the finish, the reaction. The match was great. I love the, love the ref spot. Yeah. Thought the ref spot was fantastic. On the exposed uh, ring canvas, and uh, I don't know, Champa's looking good right now. He's there's not much to say because he's just that good. Yeah, Champa's Champa's on fire. I was watching it with my dad, and I wanted the fuck you Champa chance to come out. <laughs> I like, did you see uh, Ciampa's tweet where, like, Gargano tweeted how he messed up, and then Ciampa was like, you did a good job, you made Big Daddy Ciampa proud, hashtag DIY forever. He's just such an awesome guy. Oh, he's fantastic. And then he took the, the picture. The t- he took the Triple H photo and swapped their heads. <laughs> what a man. It's funny. He's, see, he has muscles, right? I didn't know people had muscles, so. But yeah, and uh, also in the opening segment, which I thought was a really nice touch, after Adam Cole defeated Sean Maluda. Ricochet came out and confronted him, and then they tried backing away, but the War Raiders uh, got in their way. So they had to walk back down the ring, then they found a side exit, and then Mustache Mountain got in their way. And then Kyle O'Reilly had an awesome tweet that said the only reason he ran away from Mustache Mountain is because he thought they were the Bee Gees. And then, <laughs> did you see that? I did oh, it. Now, now I like it. Now that's awesome. It cracked me up. But I really like that opening segment. It seems to set up. So now, I, do you think they're going to do Mustache Mountain versus War Raiders versus Undisputed Era? Some kind of gimmick match? Probably just a three-way, triple threat tag match. Ladder match? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's what they set up. And then, obviously, Cole and Ricochet. So, that was NXT I'm for I'm not worried week. about takeovers. I, mean, I know they're going to be good. Oh, yeah. So now, it's that time of the week. Now, I'm not going to lie. We both have real lives. The G1 is not the easiest thing to keep up with. Not at all. We are both a little bit behind. You, You more so than I. So we can't really have a true G1 update this week. And once again, we're also recording this on Sunday. So our A block will be outdated by the time you hear this already. But let's go to our correspondent, Mike, who has the current G1 standings as of Sunday, July 29th, 2018. The wide open block A. Jay White at six points. Evil at six points. The Ace at six points. Okada at four points. Elgin at four points. The God himself, Minoru Suzuki, at four points. Togi Maccabee at four points. Bad Luck Fale at two. Hangman Page at two. And Yoshihashi at two. Block B. Kenny Omega at ten. 
Naito at eight, Sonata at six, Saber Jr. at six, Coda at six, the Stone Pitbull Tamahiro Ishii at four, Hiroki Godu at four, Tamatanga at two, Toroyano at two, and Juice Robinson at two. So Switchblade's still your pick. I'm going to ask you this every week. Yes, Switchblade's still my pick. What do you make of Kenny Omega going undefeated so far? Is he going to lose a match in the group? He could lose the final. He can, he can not lose until the final, and he can lose the final. That's that's what I was getting at. Koda Koda can cost him maybe at the final. Ooh, you see, you got you got Nabushi heel turn. Interesting. No, I don't think I don't think Omega I don't think Omega is gonna make it out of the group undefeated. I think he's gonna lose to Ibushi on the last day of group. I guess I don't know if it'll be group play. I guess just group group it's matches. Not world, it's not the World Cup here, so it's not the World Cup, but it's it's kind of like the World Cup. There's groups and then there's a knockout round. Except yeah, the knockout yeah, yeah. round is just one match. But anyway, that's the G one report. Uh, the final is in less than two weeks, and we'll have a full review of the final when the time comes for that. Don't worry, I'm making Mike watch that, so he won't be behind. Oh, fuck off. I will watch it. And uh, now we are at the main event of the evening, This folks. one's going to be fun. So a lot of people debate about who has the best theme music in professional wrestling. So Mike and I decided to put together our own personal top ten list and... Uh, See, we didn't really talk about what the criteria was, so we each had our own criteria. My criteria was its longevity, its ability to make the crowd pop on the first note, because the first note is like the most important part, um, how well the song fits the character, its use outside of wrestling, and I had one more, but I'm blanking out on it, and I'll probably remember in about 10 minutes, so. We have some honorable mentions. I'm going to start with my first honorable mention. It's Kingdom by Cody. Well, not by Cody. He uses Cody. It's used by Cody. Um, it's just a great song for his independent run. It makes reference to his not only does it take a shot at the WWE, which uh, but it also like pays tribute to Dusty. And if you never actually listened to the lyrics of that song, I'd recommend going and looking it up. I heard it for the first time ten minutes ago. Actually, I've heard it, but I've just listened to it for the first time ten minutes ago, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, hit me with your first honorable mention. My Time, by, which was Triple H's late oh, attitude. Oh, you era. put that on? Okay. It's an honorable mention. Okay, let me, let me hear. It's not on any fucking list. Oh, for, what was your criteria? Because I know you had different criteria than I, I did. Basically, the same thing, everything you did, except for the use outside of wrestling. I didn't okay. use it at all. And longevity, I think, is a little uh, vague. So I kind of kind of just threw a list together. Well, for to example, possible. you remember the core? Yeah, they had eight. They had eight theme songs and like. A oh, that kind of, of well, yes, that yeah, kind of longevity. Yeah, yeah like yes, I, I agree with you there. I thought you meant like twenty years, like years wise. Well, no, no, that's that's kind of ridiculous. But yeah. like, you have to have a song for a period of time for it to be considered legendary. I thought Triple H's "My Time" was awesome. I thought it was a great song. No, 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 was the best part about it. I think it fit his character towards the end of ninety nine two thousand when he was using it. Hang on, hang on. Do you have "My Time"? Do you have the like the actual version or the version of Edge and Christian playing it in the kazoo? Because that's important. I didn't know that happened. What? That's like the most legendary backstage segment. Like uh, oh, the, the most legendary backstage segment out of all backstage segments. You're going with that one? Yeah. It's. Do you, are you kidding me? It's my time. It's my time for it. Well, first they're playing Angle's theme. Yes. Angle. Oh, wasn't that same? Isn't that yeah, same? it's the same segment. Okay, Angle. I don't remember them playing my time. And then Triple H is like, "Stop it!" And he's like, "I could play your theme too." <laughs> it's my time. It's my time. And then Triple H kicks him out of the locker room. You, I need. Anyway, continue. Anything else to say about that before I move on? No. Go to your next one. So my next one is a two for one special. Ooh. Burning my light and voices as used by Randy Orton. See. 
both of these songs fit Orton's character perfectly. Burning My Light when he first broke away from Evolution and he was the baby face. Hey, nothing you can say. Nothing's gonna change what you've done to me. The, shade, hey. the, the shower of Sparks was yeah, fantastic. Oh, that's the best. That's one of the best. If you ever do Best Pyro, that's gonna be on my list. I love the Randy Orton Sparks shower. But that song was perfect for a freshly turned baby face Randy Orton. Yeah, I agree. And when he turned heel... He needed a, he needed a refresher, and when he became like the diabolical son of a bitch punting people in the head, "Voices" by Rev Theory was the perfect song for him because it's just like it's a psychotic ass song, and it fit the Orton character at the time, the Viper, yeah, the Apex was, Predator. I agree. They're, Orton's always had some good songs. He's like they fit his character, like you said. He was fresh, and uh, he was exploding onto the scene, and that uh, the first one did that. All right, my next. I will use it in all caps. It's the only one I use in all caps on this. My next honorable mention is the following. You had to sneak it in there, didn't you? Oh, I absolutely did. I couldn't find myself to put that on the list. Okay. But that's just... Is there a song that fits a character better than that song fits Billy Gunn? Yes, and I'll get to that later. Oh, fuck off. But, uh... I mean, yeah, that song Billy Gunn loves to shove him and he loves to stick him. That song is just really fun. This is why it's on there. Yeah, I mean, I can't be mad at you for that. I think that song is what made us do this list. So I can't be mad at you for putting it in the honorable mentions. I knew you. This song is what made us do this list. Yeah. But anyway, my next honorable mention is The Rising Sun, Shinsuke Nakamura. This one was in 10th, but then something knocked it out and it got slipped down to an honorable mention. But as soon as that... And by the way, this is the original theme song, not the, not the remix. Which I love the remix as a heel theme, but it's... No, he exploded with the original. Yeah. As soon as that first violin chord hit at TakeOver I was hooked Dallas. As soon as I saw it at TakeOver. Yeah, that and then after a while, once they got familiar with it, whoa every at the Royal at Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. Yes, at the Jesus. Royal Rumble, yeah. I have uh, videos from my phone that are just insane. I'm glad their videos are from your phone and not your asshole or something like that. I'd hope they'd be from your phone. Well they're on my oh, okay, fuck off. They're on they're on my Snapchat memories. But uh yeah, that song fit the Nakamura character well. It's a, just a banger of a theme song. And the crowd participation in the theme song only made it better. So what is your next honorable mention? Hard Corpse, Sergeant Slaughter. All right. All right, explain. let me hear it. I can tell by your face. So what do you want? What's, what's your problem with it? I mean, I have nothing wrong with it as a song, but I, that just doesn't sniff the top ten in my opinion. No, it's, that's why it's not in my top ten, you fuck. Well, honorable uh, mentions, I, it means you sniffed your top ten. I just think... That fit his character very well. I mean, his original character, not Iraqi, I say, not Iraqi, Iraqi sympathizer, or slaughter. But no, you Colonel Mustafa, it sounds very mi- General Adnan. <laughs> okay, fuck off. I it sounds very militaryish. It's militaryish. Babyface as hell when it hits to this day, and he comes rolling out like a G that he is. I really don't have much to say about that. I just made my list. All right, what's your next time? You just made the list. Uh... My next honorable mention is one that I know you will approve of. It is Gold Lust, which was the theme song for Gold Dust. Who'd ever guessed it? <laughs> uh, just he's. There have been a few remixes of the theme here and there, but he's pretty much had that theme his entire run. It's as the Gold same bass song. Yeah. Oh, uh, one interesting. Uh, I was listening to a wrestling uh, content like us, and uh, I, they did that in one take. Like, that was the first one yeah. they tried for that. I mean, it fit the character with the 
him rubbing his chest oh, and the fireworks great. going off in the it's background good. and like sometimes the gold confetti would fall and the cameras all distorted it. That's when I fell in love with him in the 2002 Royal Rumble when he thought the, the gold was falling. Yeah, yeah, it's just the whole package. I just want to know why the fuck you have it so low. We'll, we'll get to my top ten and then we'll we'll see what you think. All right, I have my next one. I have one more honorable mention. I have uh, three more. Okay. We'll, we'll just go through them. Should I just go through mine and let you finish up? Do you want me to finish up and you go through yours? All right. Go for My it. last honorable mention is, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand, it don't help to hide. That one didn't make your top ten? No. Out of your mind. It didn't make my, it didn't make my top ten, and it probably should've, but say what you want about Hulk Hogan, that song is iconic. Oh, that song is awesome. See, where it lost points with me is it wasn't originally made for Hogan, it was made no, for, for the American Express. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter to me, just, just, it could've been played once, at WrestleMania 21, oh. and it would have been, and it would have been on my list. When he interrupted Muhammad Asano, oh my, that crowd exploded with that guitar. And it's a great song. Oh, it's, it's a great song. song. It's in my Spotify playlists. All right, you're done. That's my honorable mentions. All right, after Sergeant Slaughter, I have Line in the Sand, great, which was Evolution, great song. The Titan Tron was fantastic. The, the company it. Evolution is a mystery. Let me let me make a lot of appearances We're on my changed. list. Let me let me make an appearance on my list. Uh, I'm Back, which was Eric Bischoff. Great fucking song. I can't be mad at that. Pop, great pop. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I Listen, you're not going to bitch at me for not putting Hogan in and then not let me give you the business for not putting Austin in. Uh, Austin is not only on my list, he's very high. It's iconic. It's very iconic. Bro, I don't know. When that glass shatters, like that pop everybody insane. stands up. Yeah, it, it probably should be on my list, but guess what? It's not. Huh? And uh, Know Your Role, which was The Rock in the late 90s. Oh, see, I have a different rock song in my The list. Rock says it was that one. I just like that one. And for very personal reasons, You Look So Good to Me, which was Billy and Chuck's theme song. And Rico. Don't forget Rico. I love that song. And Santina Morella. What? Santina? Santino's quote-unquote twin sister, even though it's just him she and She used that song? Yes. Oh, God. It was like an Italian remix, like an accordion in it, too. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, it was great. I don't remember that. But that's just completely personal, and it's also a great song. So now that we got honorable mentions out of the way, do you want to kick off the list? I will kick off my list. You ready for this? I wanted to know where to put this. I didn't put it on anything. It is Pomp and Circumstance, the theme song for Randy Macho Man Savage. Just the image of Macho Man walking down to the ring with in that glittery robe with Elizabeth by his side. And the reason it was only number 10 is because, like I said, one of my criteria is, is it played outside of the pro wrestling world? And every and it fucking is, graduation. But, but it was used at graduations before Macho Man, so I can't really give it points for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually tussled with this song. Yeah. That's uh, the song that knocked Nakamura out the list. It's, it's, I tussled with this song, and it didn't even make my honorable mentions because I can't just make an honorable mention either. It has to be in the list or out of the list for me. Makes sense. I just, Macho Man's awesome. The song was awesome. So no no gripes on my number 10? No gripes. What's what's your number 10? If you, a little more interesting. It should have been, it would have made the list. But uh, my number 10 is Goldust's. Okay. So we are for reasons we already explained. Anything else you I want to add I can't on that? Leave, I can't leave Goldust off any of my lists. But uh, it fits the, fits the character so well. It was different than any song that was ever out there. Yeah. And it's been, it's still the same base of that song now. I obviously can't argue with it because it was close to making my list, but it it didn't. It but I can't be mad at it. So you ready for my number nine? Yep. 
My number nine is... See, I wanted to talk about this. This is not his theme song. This, was, a, this was a song that came out in the 80s. It doesn't matter. It was his theme song. Oh, boy. So, this hits all the criteria. It gets played outside of wrestling, obviously. Gets this, a is, lot, this is bullshit. It gets a lot of radio play. And when that static hits, like, the crowd fucking pops. The crowd <clears> pops. <throat> it checks every list. You just hate CM Punk. That's what it is. I don't. You I just, just fucking I just hate don't CM think Punk. it can make this list. How? Like, maybe for entrances, if we do an entrances episode, that can make that list. If but it I makes, don't, if it I don't think the song itself can make this if list. If we do an entrances list, it's higher because he rubs the ground, he says it's clobbering time, he gets on the ropes, he said best in the world, or what's my fucking name, depending on his mood. It's yeah. fucking it's, great. I don't know if I can... I, it's a great entrance, a great song, I don't know if I can make the list. How? It checks all the boxes. It's not a wrestling song, though. How is it not a wrestling... It was his theme song for like four years. And in the, even longer for counting the indies. The 30-year-old song. It doesn't matter. Pop and Circumstance is about 180 years old. Fair enough. All right, good. Get your number nine. Get your number nine. Not that one. Botchamania. Uh, well, Botchamania. <laughs> as I try to fill the dead air as he's shuffling <laughs> around to find his number Got nine. It. We're coming down. Really? This made your list? Oh, that freaking missile in the front is the reason this is on the list. They've used it the night after SummerSlam when they came back. Yeah, I got a pop. That crowd blew the fuck up yeah. for that sound. And I just, I think it's a great song. It's those, they're badass as hell, those two guys. It's a hard, real hard song with the exception of Spike. But, uh, yeah, that's on my list. Okay, I mean... See, we're great. It's hard to judge his list because we're we're we we're basing our shit on different criteria. I I think it's the same criteria. I just didn't do use of outside outside. But that's video. important because a song transcends wrestling. It's like I think we'll be okay coming down. All right, coming ready for my list. number eight? Yeah, my number eight is not an advertisement, but we're ghetto here at the Champions Advantage podcast. <laughs> so I'm using YouTube. To play my top 10 music, and I got an ad. What is this an ad for? Airheads? Airheads, pay us money. I just played a free ad on your show. It's The Undertaker. Is Rest this low? Are you fucking kidding me? Don't suck a dick. Oh, my God. I don't think I need to explain why it's on the list. But that gong, when that gong hits, that crowd pops. See, but Undertaker, he had that period where he was the American badass, and he used a different theme, so he loses points. That's just how my criteria works. He loses points for going to Limp Biscuit, although I do I do like Rollin. Rollin's a bop. He had he had American Badass by Kid Rock, and then he had this song. But this song's iconic. You'll hear this song played at games around the. I, I went to this, Penn, I went to Penn State, and they use this on third and third and yeah. long for defenses for defense. Yeah, this song's this song's used at sporting events, so it gets points for that. Okay. It's headline. I just heavy. don't think it could be this low on your list. Well, you deal with it's it. That's why it's your list, and it deal sucks. with it. But uh, my number eight is my wild card. Yeah. The first music used as an entrance for wrestling. Bad Street USA, the fabulous Freebirds. Okay. Michael Hayes is 100% that song. Well, you know that, that they were the first to use entrance music, but it wasn't that song. They used to use Freebird by Leonard Skinner. Did they? Get up on your history. Oh, I, I'm good with that shit too, and I, I didn't know it, but still. That's how Bad Street, the names of the Freebirds. Bad Street USA is was awesome. It is the most Michael Hayes song of all time. 
bad street. Atlanta, UGA. And he's saying, when he's saying it. Street okay. in the whole U.S. Well, you were supposed to play it and you didn't. It's not on Spotify. I'm sorry. I don't want to watch YouTube. Another, I don't want to watch another Chris Bryant ad. And are you getting that ad a lot, by the way? I don't know. It's the only ad I got for like three straight hours one I time. Just, I, I wanted to go nuts. Ad, so. But, uh, so yeah, the Fabulous Freebirds. It fits the characters. I mean, longevity's not exactly there, but it's what they went to the uh, Hall of Fame with. I mean, they had that song for a while. I can actually, I think it's the only time. They, their uh, intro to the Hall of Fame video package was their actual theme <laughs> theme song, so that's gotta that's gotta go in. All right, number seven, Tony, Great go. For my number seven. This you're either gonna like agree with this or it's gonna piss you off, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure which way we're going here. Fucking ads, Jesus! I got I got an axe ad now. Hey, Unilever, come pay us. I'm giving you free advert. I can't hate. All right. This, I can't hate at all. This song went fucking this song was this lead single on a platinum selling rap record this song's in a toyota commercial it's is it toyota or the charger toyota i'm toyota. pretty sure it's a toyota you might be right i know it, he's not even in the commercial no he's did, not but, uh, it's literally just a song that's why it gets points this didn't come into my mind what but i can't hate it all let's just enjoy it for a sec I like to avoid copyright laws, so. Yeah. I don't have any money to sue me for, so please don't, Mr. McDevitt. I got about two Red Bulls and a couple cigars. It's about all I could give you. All but, right. But no, I can't really hate you for that. It's great. It's iconic. How long has that been a theme now? 2005. 2005? I was yeah, going to say the like The longevity's there. The longevity is there, and that'll be there for a while. And I'm sure... I've, I'm pretty sure I've heard that played at games. That's definitely oh, God, yeah. yeah. Every college party ever. Yeah. Uh, and All right, my number seven is The Game by Motorhead, used you. by Triple H. Number seven? Number fuck seven. you! I couldn't... I have him on this list again. What? Oh, my God, I'm... I'm like hurt. I said, I didn't, I didn't go hardcore on the, on the outside... Uh, on the WWE, WWE, so oh you got to give me that God. pass. All right, whatever. But it's iconic. At Jesus Christ, at our high school basketball games, they used to play it before the tip. They play it everywhere. They, they play that song everywhere. Oh God! But it's it is pretty. It's fantastic. It's I, I might be a little low. I was proud of this list, and now you make me really feel shitty. Well, I probably should stick to behind the scenes as we we had iTunes. Stop! Oh, there. I knew you were gonna mention the review. Listen, listen. To anyone who gets the shit twisted, I would not be able to do this podcast solo. So. <laughs> If you're gonna shit on one of us, it was, an I- it was a very, I- very good idea coming home from backlash. I, I appreciate, I appreciate the nice things he said about me in the review, though. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, he's, you're, he's the fucking greatest. All right, you're on number six. You, 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 I'm not taking your slack about the game. Okay, whatever. This is my number six. If I don't get another ad. See, hold on. It's not the one you went with. I went with... This is the one I wanted. What is the name of this? Do you smell it? This is the one he was using like when he was leading the nation. Yes, wasn't it? yeah. This is That's the... the one I wanted. Son of a bitch, I got ahead of myself. Oh, man. Well, this was in my honorable mentions. Well, this... The Rock lost points. The Rock didn't crack this... The Rock didn't crack. The Rock didn't crack the top five because he's had so many different variations of the same song. And it's probably not even... It's not the most known Rock song. No. But it's probably... In my opinion, it's the best. But that's the breakout Rock song. That's, yeah. that's the song that... The Rock was the Rock. So that's why that's why I made the list. It was a song you had when he was the corporate champion. It was a song you had when he basically took over the nation. And that's why it's the rock song that made the list. Um, 
That do you smell what the rock is cooking is iconic. The rock says it's just, it's just a great. Well, song. now I feel like a shithead because I got the got, got the rock's music wrong. You're so proud of your list too. I'm fucking. I was. That's the one I wanted. Oh, I like I said, rocks. Hit me with your number six. Another wild card. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That song is so cool. Song actually, it's a great song. That song is just for its cool. This factor is why I put it on. Yeah, that song's a great song. If they if they they lasted much longer, it would have been and would have would have been higher for longevity reasons. But now, of course, that was the Wolfpack song for the NWO Wolfpack, and NWO was very cool in general. And I think that was the coolest of the cool for the NWO. Any complaints? I mean, it's your list. I'm not going to shit on your list. Are you from my number five? Yeah. My number five is not an advertisement for UTI Technical Institute. Show me it. What is it? What? My number five or yeah. the ad? Number, number five. Well, you're, you're about to see in five seconds. I want to spoil the surprise. This is a very amateur podcast. This is embarrassing. Yeah. This is my number five. Get out of here. Do you want to hear my... Are you ready for my reasoning? Yes. Is that why? No. This song single-handedly got Bobby Roode in the NXT title reign. That <laughs> puts it on the That's list. That's true. And I'm not hating on Bobby Roode. I love Bobby Roode as an entering talent. But if he didn't have this music, he would have never been NXT champion. He would have never got over to the degree he was. And like I said, I'm not knocking Bobby Roode. I enjoy his work. But this song is incredible. And it got him an NXT title reign. Well, I, I agree. That's a very good reason. And this song is played at almost every sporting event you can find. Yeah, I, Sixers had it for a while. I knew a couple Sixers games. Nash, the Nashville Predators have it. Yeah. Everyone has it. It's glorious! Alright, cut it so we can get on the list. No, I, I didn't expect it. Wild card for me. Don't think it's been around long enough to to uh, get, make the list, but that, that is a very good reason to the list. Would you like my number five? Yeah, sure. One of the greatest pop, pop noises of all time. Ooh, that's good. That's good. So Kurt Angle is very patriotic. I remember he was. That's and that's all he you used. Don't fucking say. He, that's all he used in the WWE, right? Yeah, he had. He, a re- that's all he used. He had a remix for a little bit, just so they couldn't change. He used Lunatic song. Fringe and TNA. Lunatic. That was not what it was called. That's the name of the song. What? Well, that's the, that's the song they sample in his song. Okay, yeah, I was okay, gonna say it's a it's an actual song. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think that one has longevity. That is played very much outside the WWE Fair. realms, Fair and enough. I don't think there's maybe a song that's fit the character more. Well, that also loses points because the Patriot used it before him. You don't remember the Patriot for using it? I, I thought, yeah, you're right. Del Wilkes. Shout out to Del Wilkes. Love you. You ready for my number four? Yes. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. I don't know how you're Well, gonna... your list already sucks, so. You know what? I didn't even think about this until like five minutes we started before we started recording. Really? This is, this is the only theme song he's ever had in WWE. He's had variations of it. Yeah. He used King of My World by Saliva for one night. For where? But other than that, Break Down the Walls has been the only song he's ever had in WWE. And it's a good song, even though I have no clue what the fuck the lyrics are. Yeah, I don't it's either. A, it's a great song. I liked. What's your favorite version of this? Probably this version. This version. The, I like the original. The original one. was cool. I like the original one. The original one's cool, but I like this one. Well, it's good. I didn't like. I said I think about this till like five minutes before we got here. Yeah. Oh, the quality of the song is amazing. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the 
You ready for the breakdown of Jericho's themes in WWE? You ready for this? First theme, break the walls down. Second theme, break the walls down second version. Third theme, break the walls down second version WWE edit. Fourth theme, break the walls down third version. Fifth theme, King of My World, which is a Sliva song. Sixth theme, Don't You Wish You Were Me, which he also used for a night that I forgot. That was after that WWE. Wait, he used that? He, he used, he sang it on the, on the uh, yeah. CD. Well, I had that CD. I had a CD too. It was awful. Seventh theme, Break the Walls Down fourth version. Eighth theme, Break the Walls Down fourth version WWE edit. Ninth theme, Break the Walls Down fifth version. Tenth theme, Break the Walls Down fifth version I think WWE we get edit. It. I think we get it. Wait, at least let me get to 13. <laughs> Go ahead. Crank the Walls Down when you team with the Big Show. Oh, I love that. It's a great theme. song. Yes, that's very good. But, uh, yeah, I mean,. Can can you argue? Can you give me shit about this one? Can you argue about no, this one? No, no, I can't. Like I said, it escaped. It escaped my mind when I was putting the list together, which makes me a shitty list maker, I guess. I don't know, but uh, you just made the list. Oh, I, of course, there's that pun to make, but uh, oh, I can't. I have no, I, I have no uh, objections. That pop he got when he returned to the 2013 Royal Rumble, yeah, makes that song worth it enough. So hit me on your number four, there, bud. Number four, I have Taker. I have rest in peace. Okay. Well, just give me a reason. Just for that gong. That gong is so iconic. Yeah. How, is it maybe the most iconic sound in wrestling history? Nope. Well, I'll get to what the most iconic sound oh, in wrestling Oh, okay. Is. is it the second most iconic sound in wrestling history? Yeah, probably. Uh, just to fit the character, he's the Undertaker who's dead. And it's been pretty much, except for the time he didn't use it, It's it's been his theme. It's been very similar to what it was. Yeah. He's a, if you know what I mean, if you can defuse that, what non-American badass taker never didn't use it. Well, he did. He used "Ain't No Grave" by Johnny Cash for like a couple. It was weeks. still that song, though. It was still well, the gong was still there. The gong but, was still there. I, you know me. I just like shitting on all your all your facts. Yeah, because I suck. Okay. Stop it! Stop! Shut the fuck up! All right. All right. You ready for my number three? Yeah. My number three is. You knew. You knew this could be on my list. I gave you it. Bullshit! No. Bullshit, you gave me it. Well, no, I let you have it. I was going to also put it on my list, but I let you. It's your thing. I let you have it. All right. For those of you who don't know, this is a little tune called Cassie and Ray. It is the theme song of the most intimidating person on the planet. Whether he's 50, 40, 30, 20, this man scares the shit out of me. Now, uh, let me. can I ask you something? Go ahead. You saw this live. That's why it's on the list. Is that is all is the that... bullshit I said about used outside of wrestling? Everything else, fuck that. If you've ever seen this entrance live, it's on your list. There was probably about maybe fifteen hundred people at both the shows I saw it at because I saw his entrance twice, two days in a row. At WrestleCon Super Show. WrestleCon right? Super Show and then Rev Pro the next day, and there was there might have been less than a thousand people at Rev Pro. I'm not sure, but. This song puts you through, and I'm just letting it play the whole time I talk about it, because that's how good it is. <laughs> so this song invokes so many invo emotions from you. It's like, it's like, it's really like a, a nice, tranquil song, which is like the complete opposite of what Minoru Suzuki is. She does have is. a beautiful voice. Yeah. And then you got Suzuki out there with his fucking towel on his head, walking down. Looking like a psycho. Giving the vertical clap, because he wants everybody to hit the chorus with him. And everybody hits that and chorus. And everybody hits that chorus with him, and it's magical, and I'm playing it until we get to the chorus. She, uh, her singing him down in the rain, or in the rain. In the rain, yes, that's... At this, point, at this point, he's clapping his ass off, trying to, wants everyone to say it. Just a great song. It is, it, it's, it's chilling. 
And don't and I, how do you feel about the remix? I like the original. I like, I like the, the original. I like the original as well, but I have yet to hear a clean version of the remix, so I can't really knock it per se. I, th- I don't think it gets much better than that. But uh, yeah, that's my number three. And if you argue with it, Suzuki will come to your house, find you, and give you a gotch pile driver, and you don't want that. I, you don't want that. He gave me a Fuji arm, arm bar last week, and it hurt very much. So what's your number three? Uh, Real American. Okay. Uh, just classic Hogan. You know, I didn't even think about it not being made for him as a criteria for this, but yeah. it's it is for him. It's it's Hulk Hogan's theme song. It was the right decision to give it to him. Absolutely, I'm not. Yeah, that's like I said. WrestleMania 21 alone makes it worth it. I won't argue that. And it's a great song. On your number two, my number two is this. What is your number one? Oh. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. My number one's obvious now. Alright, yeah. So, I won't do what you tell me. It's the theme of Stone Cold Steve Austin. When that glass shatters, it is just... I was watching a video of Stone Cold Steve Austin entrances to prepare for this, and the millisecond you hear that glass shatter, every person in the arena just stands up. What? Uh, I worked at it. Even Rock 25, the place yeah. exploded. No other theme song in wrestling has the power to do that. No, you know what? You're right, and it should be on my list, and I apologize to the multitude of the dozens of fans we have, <laughs> and uh, it should be on my list, and it should be very high. I made the list and left it out, uh, but it had to be in my honorable mention. But yeah, that glass shatters. It, business is about to pick up. And no pun intended. Much, and much like most of the songs in this list, you could go to any NFL game, any NBA game, and there's probably about a forty percent chance you're hearing that glass shatter. I hear it at the bar once in a while. Hey, it's a gay. It's a badass tune. So what's Tricks what's your number? Steve Weisers. What's your number two? You're gonna be very surprised. I bet I will be. Wow. You hate Bret Hart. I do. Great song. <laughs> I can't argue that. You know when that you know when that chord hit, business was about to get nuts. Yeah. Over especially when he was a baby face, unreal. It's just the pop he used to get. The pink sunglasses. Yeah, I can't I can't have a problem with his character in the song. I have my other problems with him. I think he's very overrated, but this song is definitely not. <laughs> Touche. One more time. Touche. So, yeah, it's Bret Hart is my number two. It's, it's I think it's an amazing song. Yeah. How about I, you? I think it's a great song. Uh, I'm just shocked that it's on your list. Like, I'm not going to lie. That one didn't even cross my mind. But, like, I like we have different criteria. So, I doubt I'm going to go to a Celtics game and hear that Hitman tune cranked. Go to, a, go to a Raptors game, you will. That's probably true. Uh but I think I already know what my number one was. You ha- you heard me have a meltdown on a solo on his list. But... That chord, man. You could go anywhere, and there's a 60% chance you're hearing this song. I hear it at the bar all the time. You might I, hear put the, it, I put it on the touch tours most of the time. You might hear this at church. Like, you might... You there, you go anywhere with the possibility of hearing priest, this song. Priest comes up and starts spitting holy water. The Scranton Wilkes-Berry Penguin, Wilkes-Berry Scranton Penguins used to skate out to this song. They did. The Celtics play this song before every tip-off. At least they did in the playoffs. Joel Embiid, the greatest player in NBA history. Joel Embiid ran out to this song. This is just like, 
This is the perfect song for sports. It's the perfect song for wrestling. It's the perfect song for Triple H. This song is as close to perfection in and wrestling themes as you get. I know I've said it a few times tonight that one moment's worth that one moment's worth it. When he returned from injury, ah, the garden, hell the yeah, garden, hell yeah, that chord like it gives me. I watched it the other day. It gave me chills. Yeah, it's just, it's just a great song. Um, but yeah, that's that's my list. So let's hear your number one. You got a good list. How did Mark Henry's not make any of our list? I thought about it, but somebody's just... gonna get their ass kicked. All right, uh, but I love the game, but it's not Triple H's best song. Oh no. No, going off volumes, no, going all no, the way up for this no. one. No. Behold the king. The king of kings. I, I'm not going to lie. I tweeted this link at the Celtics every time LeBron beat them this year. I think it's just an amazing song. I think it's Triple H's best song. Lemmy has got an amazing voice for it. May he rest in peace. But yeah, I think that's a better Triple H song, and that's why I made my list. You know, that's your personal opinion. I can't, I can't really disagree with it, even though I do. I fucking hate it. I can see it in your eyes. I like this song. It's just like, how do you put it over the game? Like I said, I didn't have Austin. I, my list was flawed. So was yours. You had a song that's been out for thirty years. How's that flawed? Well, we'll talk about it. I'm sure we will. I'm sure. You know what song sucked? What? I wasn't a fan of this song either. It's like, I was almost as bad as Miz's first name. Oh, I like Miz. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is this? The one, the, one he has, the one he has now is much better. I'll agree, but I didn't hate the first theme. Oh, I hated it. You know a theme I like that a lot of people don't like? If it ever wants to load. Now I swear it's just sabotaging me. Nah. He needs to go back to this. He needs to go back to this. I'm surprised Reverend Devon didn't make your list. I do like I do love me some Reverend Devon. And just for just so people can hear it that never did. You, you love so. Oh, you just blew out their eardrums. All right, I love that song. But uh, so yeah. that's our lists. Tweet at us. Tell us who had the better list and tell them why it's me. Oh, it's me. It's not you. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. That wasn't making this list. Dun, 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 dun. But uh, speaking of Diamond Dallas Page, he might have a huge spot next week in our show. Yeah, because next week we're going to do something that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to rebook the Invasion storyline. Guaranteed this leads to some fights. Yeah, so the way we're going to do it... Is we're he already told me he wants Alex Wright as a champion. <laughs> Alex Wright, baby. Daz Wonder Kid. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to rebook the angle from the night after WrestleMania 17 to whenever we could agree on it ends. We're co-bookers. We're co we have to agree on every decision. And we're just going to go in and just bullshit for however long it goes about rebooking the invasion. So I think that's going to be a really fun time next week. But until then, tweet at us at ChampionsPod. Tell them why my, li my list was better. And uh, any ideas for the invasion? Tweet at us. Yeah, if you guys were oh, more than happy to hear and your suggestions. Tweet at Tony Hallett to. Uh, it's not my at. Oh no, I, I I meant to just say your name, but I've realized it actually means something. Yeah. Uh, Don't say my real at though, because that sounds douchey. <laughs> but it's it's on it's linked in the description of the of the of the podcast. So you can find it there. Tweet at him and tell him yeah. why Alex Wright as a champion is not a good idea. And I, Alex Wright should be 
Give Alex Wright every belt. <laughs> Not really, though. Alex Wright was... Alex Wright was fine. I have nothing against Alex Wright. The, the name of his song was The March of Alex Wright. <laughs> that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, man, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, like I said, get at us on Twitter at ChampionsPod. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and please be nice to Mike in the reviews. No, you can be mean to me. He gets hurt. I buried an entire city. I deserve it. He's got feelings. Yeah, I do. And, uh, yeah, we'll be at you next week for rebooking the invasion. And until then... Holler if you hear me. <laughs> Happy birthday, Scott Steiner. Uh, shit, I gotta. I lost my train of thought trying to close the show. Anyway, join us next week. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, I'm missing something. Podbean. Wherever you listen to your pod, whatever you listen, no, 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 no. wherever you listen to your podcast at, we are in the building. And please excuse our uh, poor editing skills and not editing out the YouTube ads. I thought they were high comedy, so I left them in. <laughs> Plus, I'm lazy. And uh, so we'll see you next week. Peace.